Uh, hi, everybody. Stefan Molyneux from Freed Main Radio, back with the good friends Diamond and Silk. Now, you've probably heard of these ladies if you've had anything to do with politics or Trump or enthusiasm uh, over the past year, year and a half. They are the hosts of The Viewer's View. You can find them at diamondandsilk.com or you can follow them at youtube.com slash The Viewer's View. We'll put the links to those below. So, ladies, what's uh, what's new? What's what's been happening? Uh, anything new in your world these days? <laughs> well, if you had heard, yeah, you know Donald Trump is now the forty-fifth president of the United States. That's right. <laughs> uh-huh. So we are very excited, happy, and just beyond yeah, ourselves. We don't amazing. know like it's crazy. What was your experience? on election night were you going in kind of certain were you going in kind of i mean where were you at we were certain first of all we were in new york Mm -hmm. because we were attending the trump's victory party there in new york and i got this overwhelmed pity this giddiness that i just couldn't contain myself like christmas was coming Uh so we get to the victory party and i'm telling you everybody the adrenaline was high and we just knew he was going to win this and he won it yes we didn't waver we never backed out we knew he was going to be the 45th president of the united states and he won it by a landslide yes he won it and we love it and he turned so many states from blue to red, oh my God, it was just amazing. It was amazing. Uh-huh. My, my big joke of the night was that America was so embarrassed about Hillary Clinton, it was literally turning red right before our <laughs> eyes. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I'm, you- I'm, well, I'm, I'm just incredibly happy that I can still continue to go and visit Florida, which I like to do as a Canadian once in a while to get my tan on. But uh, the fact that I can go back to Florida is a great relief for me because I'd have had a big tough time forgiving the state if it had gone the other way. <laughs> The American people spoke. That's right. The American people spoke. That's what we were so excited about. And when we saw that night that Hillary Clinton didn't come out, we knew she was embarrassed. Mm -hmm. There was this thing that she did when when her campaign, she she acted like she had a sense of entitlement, like this was going to be given to her. And I think that the people saw right through her. And then the mere fact that she used her campaign to smash and smear Donald Trump and tie him to derogatory things and names, people were outraged about it. And guess what? Donald Trump supporters got out and they voted for him. And that's how he won it. That's exactly how he won it. Now, why do you think this didn't work? You know, all of this, this racism and sexism and, and phobia this and, and horrible person that. Why These attacks have been going on, you know, since I was knee-high to a grasshopper, as the saying goes. Why do you think they didn't land and take root in the way that they used to this time? They didn't, because first of all, you had Diamond and Silk. That's right. Two black women <laughs> yes. and calling them out on it. That's right. And then the next thing is, you're not going to be able to get us and the world to believe that this man is a racist when he's been in the public eye for 30 and 40 years and was never called that. You see what I'm saying? So we didn't believe anything. And and all of our supporters and all of our fans, we told them don't believe nothing that the media is pushing. And And I will always say this here. They don't stop losers, but they will stop a winner. When you see the media trying to take somebody down like that, trying to assassinate their character, that's because he's winning, baby. And I told him, y'all get out and y'all go vote. And we also told him, don't focus on the polls, focus on the goal. That's right. They did not expect 
the silent majority to awaken. That's right. As every time they tried to take and chop us down, we went further in the grassroots. We talked to mm -hmm. people, uh, uh, congregated with people, mm -hmm. um, and people was enthused Dude, about yeah. Donald Trump. Because if you notice, they didn't have us in the mainstream media. Right. They, they, they took no Diamond and Silk out of the mainstream media uh -huh. because I think we may have had the power to sway from what I heard. That's right. So what we did, we went out and we talked to people. Two we people. traveled, talked to people doing the grassroots work. Yeah. And those people got out and They wrote. got out and yes. And those people wasn't polled. That's right. They forgot mm -hmm. about the silent majority. That's baby. right. Well, this is the fascinating thing is that I think this is the first election where, you know, people like us who would not really be on television in any particular way have a voice, have a capacity to be seen, and it kind of breaks the narrative. For I, I know I've had people call in, uh, I do a sort of weekly, well, twice a week call-in show, and people are calling in, and some black people are calling in, Hispanic people are calling in and saying, oh, I really wasn't sure I was allowed to be pro-Donald Trump, you know, and then they see people like you out there, and it's like, okay, so at least there's permission to explore it without feeling like I'm being some traitor to some ideology or something. So I think you kind of give people permission to explore the man's policies, and then they sort of find things that they like. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's why I will tell, you know, now that he's won, you have protesters out in the streets that probably oh. didn't vote, didn't exercise their right to vote. Now they're I upset. Couldn't vote um, because it was illegal. Or illegal or children or, yes, or teenagers or children. And, and not old enough to vote. Yes. Now they're all upset because Donald Trump won. And what I say to those people is give Donald Trump a chance. That's right. Donald Trump is an outsider and baby, he's going to come in and clean up this inside of us. Give him a chance. You know, that's what I say. And we also let people know that your voice is your, your vote is your voice and your voice is your power. Utilize your power. Stop allowing people to silence you because mm -hmm. of the choices you choose to make or the decision you choose to make. Stop allowing people to do that. And then labels. We taught people, stop allowing people to label you as a minority so that you can start opening up your eyes and realize you're part of the majority. When people label you as the minority, then you start thinking of yourself as less than. Right. But when we started educating people and let them know, no, you're part of the majority, you're part of the process, stop allowing people to separate and divide you by race, creed, or color, and realize that there's only one race and that's the human race. That's right. Now, you guys were at the rallies, and, and I have not, uh, I didn't have the chance for a variety of reasons to be able to get. Now, for those who weren't at the rallies, I know like, like a million people went to these rallies over the last year and a half. What was it like? Because you guys were like front and center. You were up there on the stage. What was it like being at these rallies? I mean, the energy must have been staggering. Yes. Mm. It was amazing. I mean, yes. there was a phenomenon going on that people just didn't. I don't think the media tapped into it. They didn't want anybody to know about it. Right. But there was this thing going on where he just had supporters. Yes. He had supporters. Every rally was packed. Diamond and Silk would come out on the stage and do their thing and shut the house down. Yeah. I mean, motivating. These people was excited. They were excited. You, you know what? You have to be enthused about who you're voting for. That's right. And Donald Trump supporters was enthused about yes. him. Unlike Hillary Clinton, she couldn't get a whole bunch of people enthused mm -hmm. about her. That was another reason how she lost That's that. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's right. 
Yeah, so what do you think happened to her campaign? I mean, she seemed to be a lot of, like, not there. Like, she wasn't talking to reporters, she wasn't doing interviews. I think that these scandals that just, like, everywhere Clinton goes, there's, like, this dark bird that follows behind them, slowly crapping on, on everybody's perceptions on them. What do you think fundamentally? I mean, Donald Trump ran a great campaign. I don't think Hillary Clinton ran a particularly good campaign. What will you think of the major things that undid her opportunities? Well, first of all, she thought she had a sense of entitlement. Uh-huh. People don't like that. Yes. The next thing is she tried to really take down. She tried to assassinate someone's character. And, and people didn't like that. That's right. She acted like she owned the black vote. She owned black people. People didn't like that. So black people did not get out and vote for her like mm-hmm. they did Obama. And she also thought that she can hide under a rock and run down a clock. That's, That's right. What she thought she mm-hmm. could do. That's right. Because she knew that there was so much corruption against her to be out in a public eye, she would have to answer questions. So that's why she went into a lot of hiding, and then she would stick her head out from under the rock every now and then and throw a stone, throw a racial stone, because she know that would stir up division mm-hmm. and controversy. Right. Another thing is she spent a lot of money on these negative, negative ads. Oh. Donald Trump didn't do that. I mean, he yes. just didn't do that. That was, that was appalling. People got tired of seeing that. That's right. And they started looking, wait a minute. Maybe we should vote for him just for the heck of it because why are you all trying to stop him? That's right. You got what I'm saying? I think a lot of this she did to herself. And then the last two weeks of her campaign Mm -hmm. when she brought Obama out and both of them started bashing Donald J. Trump, that brought it home. Oh, he going to win this. He going to win this. He going to win this for the fact of that. When you have a sitting president out campaigning for a crook, somebody that has risked our national security, somebody that has followed a ton of money through that Clinton Foundation and that's against the law. Oh, you out campaigning for her because of your legacy? People was outraged by that. They got out and they voted for Donald Trump. And another thing, Hillary Clinton wanted to continue on with the same legacy Mm -hmm. of Obama. We're already 19 or 20 trillion dollars plus in debt. So for her to continue on, that's going to make us deeper in debt. Mm-hmm. We wanted to go back, go differently, make a different move, turn a different corner. And that's why we voted for Donald Trump. And another thing about Hillary Clinton, she was not thinking about the working class. That's right. The middle class. Yeah. She even said, I'm going to tax the middle class. Yeah. I'm going to put a lot of coal miners out, out of business. business. These people want to work. That's right. These people want to thrive. These people want to come up. And the one thing we told people, if you vote for uh, Hillary Clinton, hey, you are an accessory to her criminality. That's right. Because she has did things that if we do them, or if JoJo down the street do them, we're going to go to jail for the rest of our lives. You're going to jail. Mm, We didn't like that. Mm -hmm. Well, and this is the remarkable thing. I, I think it seemed to me that Americans are really, really tired of all of these endless wars overseas adventures that seem to just produce a lot of coffins, a lot of problems, and a lot of blowback. And it seemed shocking to me that that fewer people were talking about what a warmonger Hillary Clinton was. I mean, she's threatening Russia. She's threatening Iran. She's threatening uh, in Syria, this no-fly zone. You're going to have to start shooting down Russian airplanes, and you think that's going to end well? I mean, I really think it was a choice between Donald Trump and World War III, and I'm shocked at how many people didn't see that. Well, I think people did what well, did catch on to it. You know, first of all, Donald 
Trump is going to be the president for the United States, not for the world. That's one thing. Right. And then we have to start getting along with people so that we can create something called peace. That's but up right. under Hillary Clinton, it would have been World War Three. We would have been, we, yeah, we would have probably went to war. We would have been going to war with yes. Russia. We probably would have went and to war with Russia. And she would have turned this country into a third world country. That's right. That was her plan. That's right. Okay. Well, that's with the immigration, right? So, um, what are you most looking forward to come January? You're gonna you pop your champagne New Year's Eve. You're gonna look forward to the uh, to the Trump administration. What are the top things that you're hoping he's gonna get done that you're gonna be most excited about? Well, you know, I like the fact that he's gonna secure our border, build the wall. Mm -hmm. Okay, I like that. And then start renegotiating these trade deals yes. to get our good jobs back over here That's so right. people can thrive. That's right. So they're making more than $15 an hour so that they can have a 401k plan, mm -hmm. save, feed their families, and thrive again. That's, That's what right. I hope. Exactly. And then Obamacare. Re mm. Restructure Obamacare so it can work for all of us. Right. And that it will not allow people to employ because it's mandated for the employees, to, the employers, to have to put it on the employees. It needs to be restructured. Right. And uh, one thing about that Obamacare yeah. is that what, what, what bothers people is, you know, if you're getting it for, for, for free, it's all get gravy. Right. But when you have the middle class paying for the people that's getting it for free, that's right. and then the middle class is being charged now double and triple amount. So you want them to pay $1,000 a month for insurance, but also pay taxes to make sure that, bam, the, 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 the people that's getting it for free gets it get, for get free. It for that's free. unfair. You, can, you cannot just ride off the backs of the middle class right. because what you're going to create is nothing but a poor class. Exactly. So that, that, that Obamacare needs to be restructured. It to be restructured. If it's not repealed and replaced, I know that Donald Trump said he want to keep some things in it. Yeah. I agree with him. Right. But restructure, restructure that where it. it works for everybody. Everybody. Not, right. not just one Not just the people that's getting it for free. But everybody. Mm -hmm. Well, that's the thing, right? So the middle class is like this big giant thing that keeps society stable. You know, the people who get up, they, they raise their kids, they pay their taxes. Mm -hmm. That's what you kind of need at the center of society. And there's rich and there's poor and, you know, you need to take care of the poor and all of that. But it seems like over the past, and it's not just been under Obama, it happened under the Bushes as well, but like the past 20 or 30 years, it feels like this is sand is coming out of the hourglass of the middle class and things get more radicalized when you don't have that sort of central stable thing. That's a terrible way of putting it. You know, the blob called the middle class and the middle of society, exactly. things get kind of extreme if, if these guys get eaten away. And it seems that's been happening a lot. Right. And yes. that's why you had people go vote for Donald J. Trump. That's right. Because he's going to bring back the middle class. He's going to bring that back. Yeah. And I'm, I'm excited about that. And I'm especially really excited about with lowering taxes. Uh -huh. You know, um, um, showing his tax plans and how he's going to how he's going to do this here for all Americans. Lower the taxes to 15 percent mm -hmm. on businesses. Mm -hmm. So businesses giving them incentives to want to open up businesses so they can hire people to work. Uh -huh. I mean, this is just amazing versus Hillary Clinton want to tax the heck out of businesses right, uh -huh. and business owners. And we want companies to stay here in America yes, yes, so people yes. can thrive here. I like that. With his tax right. plan. And also his tax plan is going to be good for Americans. Yes. I mean, I just wish people, that's why those protesters give him a chance. That's right. He also, I don't know if you know about this, but he also dealt a new deal for 
uh, black American. That's right. So they should go to his website and read that. Yeah. Things that he want to do for the inner and urban cities. You never heard Hillary Clinton talking about it. Mm -mm. Though she was at the black church panning for a vote mm -hmm. with that hot sauce. That's right. But she would never walk around in the inner city. And guess what? Donald Trump did it. And guess what? When he did that, he said, what the hell do you yeah, have absolutely. to lose? That's Give right. me a chance, baby. Yes. And they want to say he got 8% of the vote, but I heard he got 12% of the vote, or the black that's vote. That's right. Right. So let's talk a little bit about this and, and we'll we'll end up with what needs to be said to the protesters, which I personally wish that Obama and Hillary Clinton were saying at the moment, like not in my name and disavow and stop doing this crazy stuff. But what uh, what does he have to offer uh, in particular the black community that you feel is, is going to be new and really beneficial for for those communities? Listen, bringing a hundred billion into these communities to revamp these communities, I'm mm -hmm. um, fixing it where they will be able to get business loans if they want to become entrepreneurs. Those kind of things, I think, is phenomenal That's in the community. Right. Listen, we have to have this. We cannot walk around in our communities and think that it's okay to see abandoned buildings Notice. that used to be businesses. Yes. That is going to depress and oppress a That's community. Right. And we want to see people come up. So that school choice yes. school choice mm. is going to be very important mm -hmm. so that means if you want to if you want to send your children to a charter school the government don't have nothing to say about that you can do that whatever school you want to send your child to That's so right. i really wish people would pay and with the that. combination of all of that that will help with family structure mm -hmm. That's the right. family unit mm -hmm. bring the family back again we yes. we need to see that yes. because we see a lot of broken men without fathers right and it's time to and you know what donald trump he's a father right that has raised children right and and he the head when you see the head that's his mo yes that's gonna trick it down to the body of people you will now see men wanting to raise their children and right. want to raise good children and want to be part of the family unit somehow yes we got to get that back into our communities especially the black community that's right I can't even tell you guys how excited I am about the possibility of school choice. I mean, for everyone, but in particular, the black community, there have been charter schools that have closed the achievement gap between blacks and whites just by being great at what they do. And the idea that you can give power back to, to minority parents or all parents to to guide how their kids' education is going to go, to get rid of the bad teachers and the bad administrators, to have kids excited to go to school and excited to learn. What a renaissance that could be throughout America, but I think in particular in the poorest communities. Absolutely. Yes. And that's why, don't get afraid. That's right. Fear is false expectations appear real. That's right. Don't get afraid, baby. Yes. You need to sit back and, and watch our president, Donald Trump, yes. work for the American, American people. people. And that includes you if you're black. That's right. So let's hear what you guys have to say to the protesters. They're not really listening to me very much. But I think that you guys could really uh, give them something to, to think about because I don't know exactly where it's coming from. This, I guess they've been listening to a lot of mainstream media about Donald Trump is some sort of Voldemort evil character or whatever, and they're just freaking out. But what is it that they need to hear so that they can calm down a little bit, you know, deep breath, assess the situation, be patient, learn the man's policies? Because it seems like there's a lot of just people out there like stoking these crazy people up with pitchforks to try and get them more and more angry and upset. I don't know what the end goal is. It doesn't seem very good. What is it that these protesters need to hear? If you could kind of sit them down and, and, and get them to calm down for five minutes, what would you want to tell them? I would tell them when fear comes knocking, 
open the door with faith. That's right. Give Donald Trump a give Donald Trump a chance. That's right. He wants to work for you, baby. Exactly. Give him a chance. That's what I would say. Because you know what? You cannot stoke fear with more fear. That's right. We can't be out there arguing with them. Mm -hmm. But give him a chance. When fear come knocking, open the door with faith. Give him a chance to work for you. That's right. And look at his track record. Look at Donald Trump's track record. Look at how he worked for all of us, not just some, but all Americans hard day after day to get to where he's at right now. And I believe that if he can work that hard to get to this point, imagine what he can do to get to the next four years and then the next four years after that. Um, give Donald Trump a chance. Right now, he's really our only hope. Uh -huh. And another thing, when I see them call him out of his name, mm -hmm. or call him that racist word, mm -hmm. he can't be racist. He had two black girls yes, right. that he didn't even know from Adam That's right. on his stage. Yes. Gave us his microphone. That's right. He's not racist, He's baby. Not racist. He's a realist. That's right. And he sees the reality of what's going on in America. Yeah. He didn't like it. He's our voice. He's the voice for the voiceless. Yes. And he's standing up for all, all. of the American people, baby. That's right. And that means black people, you yes. included, even Hispanic people. Yes. You are if you are an American, yes. you are included in the process. Even the protesters in the street. That's right. He's working for you he, as well. As, uh, that's right. He's your president too. That's right. I got to bring a hat next time, ladies, so I can throw it in the air as you testify. Um, what's it been like for you guys? I mean, I'm not sure what your history was before I sort of found you through this Donald Trump campaign, but uh, having had a chance to move the needle in a presidential election, damn, that's got to be pretty heady. I mean, do you feel excited by by what's happened to you over the last year, year and a half, where you're going to go? I mean, it's a pretty exciting oh to watch. We're very excited. Yes. We're humble. We're very humble. Yes. We're very grateful. Yes. And I just want to say to everybody, especially all of our fans, you know, yes. we didn't know we were this popular until we really went out and started doing the grassroots work and all of these people. We love all of you, all everybody. Of you. And guess what? Diamond and Silk, we ain't going nowhere. Going nowhere. We just get started, baby. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and even to our haters, you know, the haters made us greater. Mm -hmm. We love you too, darling. That's yes, right. we love you too. And and just to be able to um, use our voice to be an uh, educational tool to everybody, mm -hmm. letting them understand the process of everything. We're all learning and growing together. That's right. It is an amazing thing to be able to all collectively do it together because it takes a team to, to build, build a dream. dream. That's right. I love it so. Mm. Well, I just wanted to mention, since I have been saying this to everyone who I think has been instrumental in helping to save Western civilization, I don't think this election was just about one thing. To me, it was about everything. Where are we going to go in the future as a civilization as a whole? That doesn't just mean America, but Canada, uh, the, the the Western Europe, and, and even Eastern Europe as well. You guys have done a fantastic and magnificent job uh, of really bringing a message to people. It would have been hard to bring messages to those people in other formats. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much for everything that you've done to to help out in this particular campaign. I think it's been magnificent. Uh, you, you should definitely take a bow. And uh, I'm not sure I'm ever going to do anything as important in my life again, uh, although <laughs> I hope so. But uh, I just wanted to say congratulations uh, for all of your success. It has been hugely appreciated and enormously, enormously influential. Wow. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for even giving us this platform. platform. Thank you. We love you all. Thank yeah. you. Mm -hmm. All right. So please remember to go to diamondandsilk.com or youtube.com slash the viewers view. Always a pleasure, ladies. I'm sure we'll talk again soon. Have yourself a wonderful, wonderful day.
Bye-bye. Bye-bye.